0: Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I want to thank you again for joining us for this documentary, RFID, Man's Greatest Invention, or Market the Beast. And last time, if you recall, we took a look at the second concern that I have with RFID, and that's what these corporations will do with this technology. And there we saw a series of lame excuses, and again, I'll use that word confidently because, as you saw, that's what they were lame excuses as to why uh, we don't need to be afraid uh, of this RFID technology and as we saw they, they said well hey don't worry about it people aren't going to get that close to the tags in the first place they they said people won't be getting their own personal scanners or they're, they're gonna have the information encrypted They're they're, they're gonna have this the tags disarmed and, and oh by the way uh, you can trust the promoters of the RFID technology these corporations and then they flat-out said they have no tracking plans and, and, and or they, they never said such a thing uh, it was a lie as you clearly saw in the last study But once we took a look at the facts uh, and we took a look at the actual patents and we took a look at their actual quotes, their words, not mine, we clearly saw, folks, it's true. As weird as it is, as invasive as it is, as creepy as it is, these corporations really are, despite these excuses, are planning on creating a horrible future uh, with this RFID technology. It's being used and going to be used to monitor and control not just all the products around the world but even you and I, the people around the world. And again, it's not some wacky conspiracy theory. They admitted it. Once you do the homework, this really is what they're planning on doing right now. Which leads us, of course, now to the third concern that I have with RFID, and that is the dangerous deployment of it, okay? Now, what we're going to take a look at, folks, is not just what RFID in theory can do, Okay, but we're going to take a look now of the deployment of this technology. Okay, and in some cases, they're already doing whether you realize it or not. It's already out there being used on you and I. And as you're going to see, folks, with your own eyes, RFID is not only going to cover every single sector of society. This is their plan. This is their goal, from the shoe to the zoo to the... to, to me and you, but it is going to enable them for the first time in mankind's history to have a truly global monitoring system of all people and all products, literally everything on planet earth. And it's going to give them the ability to control whether or not we can buy or sell. Where have I heard that before? That's what the Bible calls The mark of the beast, warning us nearly 2,000 years ago, it's all being put into place today. And the first area that RFID, this technology, is already being put into place is in the retail industry. Let's take a look at that.
1: The help desk. Yes, it is. Maximo's worried. Who's Maximus? I am Maximo. Why are you worried? Feathers. Feathers? Feathers! Will they sell? I'm afraid not. Well, how do you know? Mining data from sales, news, blogs. Mining blogs? Where is this blog mine? Oh, no. Data. Trend spotting. What they say? Feathers are over. Ah! Then Maximus over!
0: One word. Chiffon. Chiffon? Now, folks, what you just saw was a little propaganda piece from IBM, and they admit that they're going to use this technology to not only monitor and track all the retail uh, throughout the entire uh, global retail chain, but as you saw and as you heard for yourself, folks, uh, they're going to use this technology to what? To mine our personal data, to monitor our shopping habits. So. Uh, so much so that it would give them the ability to actually make trend predictions. They could, they could predict our behavior, our shopping habits with this technology. And so the, I think the obvious question is, well, why? Why would you want to do that? Well, folks, you're going to see, believe it or not, <laughs> it, it's not just a further invasion of our privacy. It's going to give them the ability to personally market us and manipulate us into giving us, uh, them, even more of our hard-earned money. So let's take a look at what they're planning on doing with RFID in the retail industry. And folks, you tell me that that's not exactly what these corporations are up to. Let's take a look at that. And the first justification they try to give us is, Hey, it's going to be great for the companies, naturally. You see, one of the biggest supposed justifications as to why we really need to have every single retail item on the planet tracked and monitored with RFID is they say this is going to be great for the companies and and saving them time and money in a variety of ways. For instance, they say that if RFID is used in the retail industry, then this will enable their shelves to be monitored continuously to ensure that products are always on hand. And if they get low, then an alert can be sent instantly back to the stock room or office and tell them to bring out more or order more immediately. Also, when any product is returned or exchanged, its RFID tag could be read and automatically added to the inventory, whereupon the employees who do the restocking could be told exactly where to place the item. Or, the RFID tag could also let them know if the product instead needs to be returned to its vendor, as in the case of a recall. In fact, having RFID in the retail industry could allow companies to automatically change shipments of products in route, based on minute-by-minute needs. And hey, that's right, talk about convenience. If fitting rooms are equipped with RFID readers, then they can identify the merchandise of a shopper brings in and trigger a video to start playing in the fitting room that describes the outfit for you and suggests accessories to go along with it and even see a person modeling it right before their very eyes. Or, to get even more personal, the system could then scan the shopper, you and I, or use the pictures of you and I uh, stored in a database so they can see themselves in the outfit. And speaking of nifty, uh, RFID in retail could be used to track employees, to improve labor efficiency. For instance, SOAR management could verify through an automated system that an employee was at the appropriate station at the start of the shift or at the end of a break so that managers automatically know if an employee spends too much time in the break room and therefore print out a report. Wouldn't you like to have that kind of ability uh, from your boss? I don't think so either, but let's continue on. Uh, And of course, since RFID can track and trace anything they're put on, this would overnight dramatically reduce counterfeit products and theft rates by automatically alerting management when an item coming in is phony or when an item is going out that hasn't been paid for as seen in this next video s- demonstration.
1: Retail ...stores that specialize in high-volume media such as videos, CDs, computer software, and video games often experience difficulties in managing inventory and preventing shrinkage. Accenture Technology Labs developed the physical media tracking prototype to demonstrate how real-time data can improve inventory tracking, increase employee efficiency, and identify sources of shrinkage.
2: Present-day retail inventory management requires a significant amount of manual labor, which results in data that is often out of date or incomplete. The physical media tracking system uses radio frequency ID technology integrated with retail inventory management systems to provide real-time accurate data. This greatly streamlines the inventory management process.
1: The prototype simulates a store environment that is fully equipped with RFID sensors and readers. The products in this case, CDs, are equipped with RFID tags which link to a database that contains information such as product name, manufacturer, and price. When products arrive at the store, they are instantly scanned by RFID readers and that information is uploaded instantly into the store's inventory management system. Products that once had to be counted by hand can be scanned in under a second. During the course of the day, the store manager can review the inventory system and see items that need to be shelved, pulled, or that are out of place. For example, the system guides store personnel through daily stock tasks. If the associate is asked to put three copies of a particular CD on the shelf, but only stocks two, then the system will show that one remains to be shelved. In retail settings, one of the biggest areas of customer complaints is not being able to find the items that they are looking for. The item might be in stock but not where it's supposed to be. Physical media tracking can identify a CD that is on the wrong shelf and send a message to a sales associate to move it to its proper place. The system is continuously updated as tasks are completed. The prototype is also designed to help identify fraud and potential points of shrinkage. Imagine that a customer takes a CD off the shelf and tries to return it for a refund. The system will issue a warning that the CD has not been purchased. RFID readers at the store's exit can detect when people try to leave with items that have not been purchased. Over time, data collected about points of theft and shrinkage can be used to analyze and close security gaps. Physical media tracking can also be used to help retailers analyze where in a store items are being purchased, especially important for retailers that have the same product in multiple locations around the store.
2: In addition to improve inventory management efficiency, the retailer can use the data from the system to generate new revenues. For example, the retailer can charge distributors for information about how the product moves through the store. Accenture Technology Labs envisions that the use of RFID technology will greatly increase the profitability in the retail marketplace.
0: So as you can see in that video, he admits it. Once again, what's the motive? To be able to get more of our cash for us. But again, notice it wasn't just to monitor and track the products, but you and I, uh, people as well. But let's continue on. As you can see, companies are clearly excited about having RFID in the retail because they will clearly benefit from it in a variety of ways. But the question obviously is, will it really benefit you and I? Well, that leads us to the second justification and they say, oh yeah, of course, it's going to be great for the consumers as well okay and here's what they say the monitoring and tracking of every retail item on the planet with RFID is not just good for companies hey it's great for the consumer and then they justify this by saying that quote RFID in the retail industry will not only save us time and money just like the companies but it will usher in an era of consumer convenience beyond our wildest dreams like this article envisions here is the future that they're planning for you and I quote you're watching your favorite morning news show to see what's happening in the crazy world of technology, but the show is interrupted by commercials. So you think this is a good time for a cup of coffee when suddenly the face of your girlfriend shows up on the screen telling you to buy the latest model of MP3 player with a miniature hard disk of 1.5 terabyte and a weight of only 20 grams, suitable for any occasion. And of course it's offered by Walmart. But you don't have time to think about that because the next commercial shows your best friend recommending to you the latest car model. That's personalized according to your exact wishes you described to a car dealer just a couple of days ago. But now uh, you're getting annoyed, so you turn off the TV set, but you forget to disconnect from the Internet. So now you hear your girlfriend's voice on the speakers of the stereo reminding you that the only the best roses can be purchased at roses.com uh, for her upcoming birthday next week don't forget but this is interrupted by the doorbell as your friends arrive to take you to a baseball game at which the local stadium in which you don't worry about a ticket because they're no longer needed you just show up and walk in where your presence is automatically recognized how by an RFID reader and listen the cost is automatically debited from your account now stop right there. Once again, notice how this one technology not only can store information, can not only be used to track people or products, but it's linked to the financial abilities in order, in other words, to buy and sell exactly what's needed for the mark of the beast. Let's continue on. But there's a small crowd at the game, so you decide to, you know, cheat a little, unfortunately, and move down to the more expensive seats and as you do hey none of the people who paid good money big money for those uh, better seats are concerned about your behavior because they know apparently what you forgot the more expensive seat automatically senses your presence too and it promptly sends a signal back to the ticket office which in turns debits your bank account for the difference in price you can't get away with it so after the game you head home where suddenly the muffler in your car announces i have a leak And suggest an appointment with the local mechanic the next day in which of course you agree and since you're hungry you stop off at a convenience store to get a hot dog whereupon the screen pops up on the computer in front of the attendant at the counter that tells him to quote ask the customer if he would like extra nacho cheesy potato chips so the attendant does in which of course you say yes because they just happen to be your favorite kind. How did they know that? So after you drop your buddies off, you head home. And upon entering the door, your home computer asks you if you'd like to order pizza in three hours, which just happens to be the normal time you eat every single night. And since you know you'll be hungry again by then, you say yes, and then proceed to take out your garbage. But as soon as the garbage in the garbage can, you put it in there, the can sends you an audible alert, warning, warning, telling you that you just put. A recyclable item in the wrong bin, in which you immediately correct as to avoid yet another fine from the waste management company. But then you decide to wash some clothes before the pizza arrives. So you throw your laundry into the machine, but uh, an alarm goes off there too. Warning, warning, as the washing machine informs you not to put your white dress shirt in with your red t-shirt. And just in case you don't comply with the order, quote, it deactivates itself until you do. Folks, uh, this is all current technology, it's already being implemented, and it's being sold as a wonderful new future all about our convenience. But there's even more. Let's continue on. So later that night, after you finish the pizza that arrived right on time, you go to the refrigerator to get a drink of water when it informs you that you're out of milk, and then asks you if you want to order more from the grocery store, in which you yawn and say yes, and, and then promptly head off to bed are you hallucinating the article says is this a bad scenario of a poor science fiction movie listen no welcome to the wonderful world of RFID where we know everything about how to serve our favorite customer folks I don't know about you but that's a little bit creepy but there's even more than that okay Uh, it's a future that Nolly, I'm not personally crazy about but it really is an actual viable uh, scenario using RFID being unleashed on the world today so the question we need to ask ourselves is this is this the kind of envisioned future of the retail world is it really good for us folks I don't think so and I don't think I think you'll agree when you see it's going to open up all kinds of issues like never before okay and believe it or not folks the first thing it's going to allow these guys to do is to create personalized data mining okay let's take a look at that what most people don't realize is that an RFID enabled retail world will have the ability to mine personal data from you and I that will be used against us like never before in the history of mankind and to make matters worse is that most people are still under the illusion that companies don't already practice this data mining when they already do. It's being done by getting us to buy into their loyalty card system, which in turn gives them a complete profile into our most intimate buying habits, as is clearly seen in this next video. Let's take a look.
2: Do you have, an optimum card?
0: Do you have a
3: discount card? No. Do you have card? No, what's that? here's the plan, find out what these big companies do with all that prime personal information in their possession after your loyal submission into their club card confederation. We target two loyalty programs because so many of you have these cards in your wallet. With the No-Fee Shoppers Drug Mart Optimum Card, spend money, get points. The promise? Add up points to get free stuff. What do they get from you? Your name, birth date, address, and the ages of your children, and all of your spending habits. At Safeway, the free club card gives special prices on select items. The promise? To save you money. What do they get from you? A look at the products you buy, connected with your name, address, and phone number. I decide to assemble a tactical team to tackle this task. I figure we can't go wrong since these companies publicly state that you have the right to know what personal information they have in your private dossier we're calling them consumer cadets, viewers who have written letters to shoppers and Safeway asking for copies of their files receive a copy of any information their goal
2: is to find out
3: what, if any, personal data has been tallied and tabulated. Our cadets are not alone 76 percent of Canadians are members of a loyalty program to try to get a fix on why so many people buy into these memberships I'm going to a place with some real members. Within a story on loyalty card programs, which other ones do you have? What? (laughs) You get points, and
1: you you can buy things with it. You know the extra bonuses they're going to give you, the points, and then they'll give you free merchandise. I do have an Optimum card. Yes, I do. You do? Yes, I do. Do you use it? What do you get out of it? On occasion, five percent off sometimes.
3: Discounts, but at what cost? So we took our mission here. To Harvard University. We're about to meet someone here who, believe it or not, is doing her doctoral thesis on loyalty cards. Privacy activist katherine Albrecht. So, who benefits from these uh, cards? Because consumers clearly think they do. Well, we've
4: actually, in five years of doing this, have been unable to find a single consumer benefit from using these
2: cards.
3: But hold on a second. We thought these cards are all about saving a dime. So we launched Project Grocery Bag. We shop at four different grocery stores, including a Safeway. We buy the same ten items in every store. The tally at the Real Canadian Superstore is $18.38 our corner market is almost $5 more at 23.15. IGA is just a few cents up at 23.59 but the big jump comes at Safeway where the total hits $28.10 that's almost $10 more than at Superstore but with the Safeway Club Card savings the total drops to 26.22 still more than the other three stores but they tell us we've saved almost two dollars
4: that is unbelievable is this
3: your experience with these cards? it is (laughs) (laughs) we tried to tell Safeway about the results of Project Grocery Bag and asked them for an interview but they declined
4: what we advise people to do is find a store that doesn't have the card because we are essentially with our shopping dollars, we're funding this whole monster. We are funding the system. We're funding the databases. We're paying the salaries of the people who are collecting this data on us. We are essentially paying to build our own data prisons here.
3: But in our pennywise haste to save a dime, are we slowly and pound foolishly giving up our right to privacy? Companies like Shoppers Drug Mart assure you they're on the ball. They say We do not rent, sell, or provide the personal information of shoppers' optimum members. Safeway pitches the same game, but has a special curveball attached. We may disclose personal information in response to a subpoena, court process, specific request by a law enforcement agency. So let's say you buy a lot of Ziploc bags, maybe for a bake sale, or maybe to pack and sell certain suspect substances could a grocery store like Safeway turn your records over to the police?
4: There's a grocery chain that actually turned over records of uh, some of its shoppers' purchases of plastic sandwich bags. Uh, The the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency here in the States, uh, uh, subpoenaed those records to see if uh, some particular people had bought a large quantity of plastic sandwich bags on on the presumption that anyone buying a lot of plastic sandwich bags must be selling drugs.
3: You don't have to be the police to find out what people buy. We sent one of our garbage-picking producers to dig in the trash. You see, Safeway actually prints the name of Club Card members on the receipt. Not too private. But they're not so forthcoming about handing over a copy of your file. Remember our consumer cadets? The mission of Bruce Gates was to get a copy of his file from Safeway. I would like to receive a copy of any information held in my Safeway file. Cadet Bruce is the first of our crew to get a letter back from Safeway but they don't give him his info.
0: (laughs) They want a uh, $75 fee to process the uh, information. They say that uh, the fee offsets some of the costs incurred to perform a task that is outside the normal course of Safeway business. Well,
1: the normal course of Safeway business is to collect the data from those cards.
3: Another cadet, Kulbinda Saran, wrote Shoppers Drug Mart for a copy of her Optimum card file she's still waiting for a response. So we send her on a mission behind Shopper Lines to get the goods.
5: If I'm an Optimum member, what do you do with my personal information? Oh,
0: no, they don't sell their addresses or anything like that. It's actually completely confidential. So? It's just the bind so they can link up what would be good for you.
4: Okay. Because um, I received a brilliant brown uh, brunette, that, that promotion as well. So they know what color my hair is and everything
5: too?
3: They should Great work I imagine. What, what went down with Shoppers Drug Mart?
4: Well, it was really interesting because what they do is they try to find out what kind of product that I would like to purchase next based on my spending, um, mm-hmm. you know, purchases in the, in the past.
3: Thank you very much. Now we're going to talk to one of Marketplace's operative, Tessa. Tessa, Shoppers Drug Mart refused to give us an interview, but you did speak with them yourself.
5: That's right. And they were quite helpful. They talked to us at length, but they did refuse to give us an on-camera interview. However, I found a press release from a company called Niteza. They're a company that creates computer servers and databases. Shoppers bought a system from Natiza. Now, your next mission is to head over to Framingham, Massachusetts, just outside Boston.
3: We're back in Massachusetts. About to visit the company that sold Shoppers Drug Mart their big computer that tracks consumer information. It's big business. And hey, if Shoppers Drug Mart won't tell us what they know, maybe these guys will give us some info. This is the kind of machine that crunches data for shoppers. The company that makes it is Netiza. Their CEO, Jit Saxena. So you could let, you could just right now isolate a particular customer and and instantly come up with a profile. That's right. What is it about information that brings these companies to your doorstep? For these businesses to really understand their customers, they need to know a lot about uh, what they buy, how they buy it, and all this requires that they track all the interactions.
4: We think about this for a minute, would it make sense for a store to spend what what typically is estimated to be be between 60 and 100 million dollars a year to maintain a card program? So now think about that it's for that a minute. Expensive? It's that expensive. Now why would they do that and then lower prices? The well, but but they'd go out of business.
3: In the end, this merry-go-round mission is impossibly incomplete. We still don't know exactly what these companies are doing with your information. We do know that they consider it quite valuable. The question is, how valuable is it to you? Just this week some of our consumer cadets got packages from shoppers drug mart a detailed list of everything they've ever bought using their card including some pretty personal purchases as for Safeway, two cadets have heard back no info just asking for that $75 fee so now we know they're using it to make money and we're using it we think to save money keep using your
0: cards as you wish but remember Few things in life are free. And folks, once again, notice what is the motive for all this It's to get even more of our cash from us. And notice how it's uh, being dishonest. We're signing up for these loyalty card systems and we're thinking we're getting a better deal. Don't think so. But again, what's the point? They're already using these systems to develop a database. We're being mined of our personal information. But it gets even worse than that. And it's going to get worse than that with RFID. Let's take a look. So, as you can see, we've been totally tricked into letting these companies build massive personal databases on us. In fact, it's already been estimated that Walmart already has a database on us that's of Orwellian proportions. And that's still the tip of the iceberg. What these companies are about to do with an RFID... Enabled retail world will make what you just saw look like child's play The current system can only mine data from us when we sign up for a loyalty card or pay with something with a credit uh, Card or debit card, but the future system with RFID listen will be able to mine personal data from you and I from Every single item we ever purchase anywhere anytime card or not that is a huge privacy problem But that's not all. The second problem that it creates is it's gonna create, believe it or not, folks, personalized marketing. Let's take a look at that. Uh, As we saw earlier, the companies out there promoting RFID in the retail industry are saying that there's no need to fear uh, this new technology, not at all, because it's really designed to better serve you and I, the customer, and that, again, they only have our best interests at heart. However, Procter & Gamble admitted To the contrary, when they said this about the supposed RFID benefits for customers, quote, it may all appear to be a bit exaggerated and useless. At the end of the day, it will only save us a few minutes. The truth is that RFID in retail is not only an easy way for companies to build personalized databases on us, but it's an even easier way for them to use that information and then thrust a personalized marketing scheme at us. RFID, folks, has nothing to do about giving you and I more convenience. It has everything to do of them getting more of our cash. In fact, they even admit it in this next video clip. Let's take a look
1: shopping here was like shopping anywhere else you'd cruise the aisles maybe buy something maybe not in an industry that spends more than 13 billion dollars each year on market research we still wouldn't know how people browse the store or how they make their decisions until now with rfid tagged products and smart shelves we can communicate with our customers even put together special promotions and offers just as they are making the decision to buy and we gain valuable insight about how our customers shop our store, information that's worth a lot to us and to our suppliers. Many companies keep data warehouses brimming with transaction data, intending to use it to gain insight into their customers' preferences and product interests. In practice, however, this has proven difficult. In part, perhaps, because very little information is captured about the products that are sold. Accenture Technology Labs developed the Product Profiler prototype to demonstrate how retailers can use new sources of data to gain insight for competitive advantage. Product Profiler augments the information retailers have about customers with information about products so they can better understand customer preferences, forecast demand, and monitor competitors. How does it work? Using proprietary state-of-the-art text mining and machine learning algorithms Product Profiler learns to associate words in product descriptions with product attributes such as trendiness, style, and formality. Marketers can also use the prototype to help write more targeted descriptions of their products and ensure consistent brand positioning. Here, Product Profiler suggests modifications that can help this product description more effectively convey the intended marketing message. Accenture researchers developed a recommender system that can suggest items similar in taste and style to a customer's past purchases. This is a significant improvement over traditional collaborative filtering.
0: Now folks, once again, this is them admitting themselves that they plan on using this technology uh, to harvest this data from you and I, why? To specifically target us, to to what? To, To target us with this advertising that will trick us, if you will, seduce us, if you will, into buying even more products i.e getting more of our cash but as you can see folks RFID in the retail industry has nothing to do with giving you and I more convenience it has about them getting more of our cash they admit it and that's not only a huge privacy problem hello that is a huge greed problem and that of course leads to the third problem and folks believe it or not this is where it's headed talk about the ultimate class warfare it's going to lead to creating personalized pricing You, based on your income, uh, is going to get a different price than somebody else, okay? Let's take a look at that, okay? As as if the greedy intentions of these companies using RFID in the retail industry wasn't apparent enough, believe it or not, folks, they not only plan on personally marketing us for even more of our cash, but they also plan on giving us personalized prices based on our income and uh, spending habits to squeeze more cash out of us. As one person in the retail industry said, quote, With RFID on loyalty cards to identify the customer and a customer shopping history database, which they already have, items could be priced differently depending on the characteristics of the shopper. Different promotions could be offered to different customers via their mobile devices, cell phones, at kiosks, and by employees receiving prompts on their point-of-sale terminals. Now, go back to that article that envisioned the RFID future. That's exactly what they envisioned. The guy behind the counter gets a prompt automatically because they recognize you coming in. Combine it with the database. He is told specifically what to ask you so that you'll spend more money. They're admitting it. That's exactly what they're working on. But let's continue on. They're, they're really serious about, folks, this implementing a, a kind of discriminating pricing system. It's really happening. Listen to them admit it yourself in this next video clip that they simply and blatantly call the personalized Pricing tool. How do you get around this one? Let's take a look. Businesses
1: today have more opportunities to communicate with customers one on one. The next challenge? Gaining the insights that will help businesses say something relevant to each customer. Accenture Technology Labs developed the personalized pricing tool to demonstrate how retailers can use the transaction data they currently collect to generate individualized incentives and pricing. Instead of marketing to demographic clusters of consumers, retailers can use insight about the buying habits of individual customers to target them with specific offers, boosting profits and increasing customer satisfaction. Through customer loyalty cards, retailers know a lot about an individual customer's buying history. Yet,
3: the same in-store incentives are offered to everyone regardless of their personal profile. Accenture's personalized pricing tool prototype examines an individual customer's purchase history as well as the store's targeted sales volume and current inventory to generate a personalized
1: pricing offer. Imagine you are a store manager and your goal is to increase both sales and customer loyalty without compromising profits. Using the personalized pricing tools modeling and simulation techniques, you can determine which customers are likely to be interested in buying your overstocked items and give them targeted offers that will motivate them to buy without under-discounting. Discount strategies can be altered each day according to store objectives. The result is a significant increase in customer satisfaction and in sales as compared to traditional incentive programs. Now imagine that you are a shopper. You enter the store and swipe your loyalty card at a kiosk. You are instantly presented with coupons that are customized to you based on both your previous purchase history and the retail managers objectives. You can print them out or download them to a PDA or phone. In the near future shopping carts outfitted with scanners may offer special discounts as you shop through the store based on items you have placed in your cart or your shopping habits over multiple visits. Other industries can benefit from the personalized pricing tool as well. Financial services companies, for instance, could bundle cross-industry products from banking to insurance according to an individual customer's needs. As businesses increasingly interact with customers one-on-one and in real time, it's not enough just to analyze last quarter's data to inform next quarter's marketing campaign. At Accenture Technology Labs, we developed a personalized pricing tool to assess the potential of individualized promotional strategies
0: to maximize customer satisfaction while also optimizing business performance. So folks, once again, as wild as it sounds, you hear uh, for yourself that these guys really are using this to get even more of our cash. Okay, it's a huge discriminatory problem. But let's continue on. Uh, Again, as you saw, folks, these companies really are planning on using RFID to squeeze as much money out of us as they can. And believe it or not, it gets even worse. They not only discriminate against us based on our income and our buying habits, but they even go so far as, listen, to classify us as whether or not, this is their words, not mine, whether or not we're a barnacle or a bottom feeder and that if we're not dropping big money in their stores, they don't want us around and we will be, quote, financially penalized. Listen to how Marty Abrams, he's a policy advisor at Hunt and Williams Law Firm, describes how marketers do just that. He says, quote, maximization in some cases means providing white glove service and pricing. That expands the firm share of the consumer's wallet. In other cases, it means marginal service and high prices designed to drive the unattractive consumer somewhere else. As another person puts it, you know that awful feeling you get when you sit next to a guy who paid 100 bucks for the same flight that cost you 600 bucks to board? Soon, you could have the same experience with food, clothing, and even children's toys every time you shop. Quote, imagine approaching a shelf and seeing the price tag change before your very eyes, flashing you a personalized price tailored to your shopping history and the profitability to the store. It's called customer-specific pricing and RFID folks make it a reality. So the question is, well, how do these greedy uh, companies figure out how to identify people so they know who gets the good prices in the white glove service and who gets the high prices in the rotten service? Folks, welcome to the world of RFID in the retail industry. Once again, once the system is installed on a global scale, their greedy problem is solved. RFID tags in people's cards and or on their person will enable stores to recognize them by person and then coupled with The personalized database on them will then enable them to alert stores as to whether or not, quote, we are a good customer for them or a bad customer for them, and based on our income and buying habits, and then change the prices accordingly. That's not just a huge privacy problem. It's a huge discrimination problem. Folks, I'm telling you, this is really what they're working on, and we need to be aware of it. But it leads to the final problem that we're going to see. And believe it or not, once again, it goes back to this issue. It creates personalized tracking of you and I. Let's take a look at that problem now. Uh, as if what you've seen so far was not bad enough, it gets worse. Not only are companies going to use RFID in retail to create personalized database to as market us personally and give us a personalized price, but this technology will allow them and others to create a personalized tracking system to continually monitor us and market us okay and the first way they plan on doing that is implementing what's called sniffers in the home folks this is coming not only in the public but they want it in your home they're going to market you they're going to monitor you everywhere you go but let's take a look at that. These Sniffers are in your home. and uh, But believe it or not, here's the actual patent out there. It's called Inventory and Location System that describes how RFID readers could be installed in your home's doorway, not just the uh, stores, in your home's doorway, in your home's floor, closets, even in your car to inventory all your RFID retail items and report their findings on a minute-by-minute basis. Now, wait, wait a second right there. How can you do that in our home? If you really plan on disarming or turning off or killing the tax once again folks you're seeing proof they have no plans on doing that they're gonna leave these things active at all times to monitor and market us at all times but let's continue on and so what they're gonna do with this information they're gonna send it back to the marketers okay listen to them and their patent yourself quote as a customer enters the door of his residence not the shop your residence, your home, a sniffer placed on the floor near the doorway detects the new RFID tag purchased. This wirelessly sniffer automatically and continuously emits a signal that searches for an RFID label which it has never seen before. The user's house may contain many sniffers which all wirelessly communicate with a personal computer. A mobile sniffer uh, could even be installed in the user's car and when enable the report uh, new purchases as the car enters the driveway or garage so retailers and suppliers can analyze their sales and marketing strategies folks I'm telling you as creepy as this is they want this active at all times you don't even get to get into your house and then know exactly what you purchase and Add that with their database information. Adjust their marketing strategies. Well, like, you know what? Hey, we did pretty good with that commercial because these people bought this and all that and we they took it to their home. Or they say, you know what? We just didn't get a good enough response based on all this data uh, in their home, what they brought home with them. So we need to adjust our commercials accordingly. This is what they're planning on doing with this. But let's continue on now. Uh, now, wait a second. You might say, well, h- how could they do this unless all the tags were left on or somehow readable after the point of sale exactly that's what I keep saying okay but there's even more the second way they plan on personally tracking us is with Sniffers not just in the home but Sniffers in our trash folks believe it or not companies are also planning on using RFID in the retail to continually track monitor and market us by the contents of our trash from vehicles equipped with RFID readers that scan for tags as they drive by for instance Bell South has a patent out for a device that's called the system and method for utilizing RF tags to collect data concerning post-consumer products that's your trash whereupon they can collect sort process and sell the data contained in our trash with RFID tags on them they say quote by combining captured pre-consumer information meaning at the store with a post-consumer information meaning your trash can The entire life cycle of an item may be tracked. I'll say it again for the sake of redundancy, folks. Once again, how can you do that if you do what you say you're going to do? Shut the tags off. Folks, they're not. We're being lied to. Let's continue on. This information may be useful in any number of uh, entities, including retailers, manufacturers, distributors, and the like, grocery stores, pharmacies, retailers. They may find it useful to know how long it takes for a particular item to go from being stocked on the shelf to being placed in a waste or re- uh, recycling receptacle, but but again, how can you do that if somehow uh, you let the tags on? That's what they're going to do, folks. Okay, but there's still more. The third way they plan on tracking us is with sniffers. I'm not making this up. Everywhere, believe it or not, folks, companies are also planning on using RFID in retail to continually track, monitor, uh, long after. Uh, the point of sale, but they literally want to turn the whole planet, listen, into one giant RFID enabled shopping mall. They actually have a term out, it's called the real world showroom, and they admit it, folks, in action in this next video clip. Let's take a look.
1: Imagine if the entire world was your personal showroom, where you see products in use and you can buy them right there, right away. With the advent of inexpensive radio frequency identification, or RFID tags, and the ubiquity of mobile devices, the gap between where we use products and where we buy them begins to disappear. At Accenture, our researchers developed a prototype called Real World Showroom. Using a wireless PDA equipped with an RFID reader, I can query everyday objects around me, such as a tie my friend is wearing. Information about the product, such as pricing, availability, and delivery options, is retrieved from a variety of online sources. Click a few options, and the tie is yours. As these tags become pervasive, products will start to advertise themselves,
3: and those products' owners will become sales channels. For instance, if I buy a friend's tie, he could receive a sales commission for that sale.
1: But real-world showroom is more than a shopping tool. It's a way to find out everything about a product. By scanning a data tag on a used car, for instance, you could see if it's been involved in an accident, how many times it's been sold, or get a certified odometer reading. Scan a stereo, and you could see its supply chain history to make sure it's not a gray market item. Real World Showroom is an example of what we at Accenture like to call silent commerce. In the future, more and more commerce
3: will be conducted between people and objects in real-time and in real-world situations, not just at the store or on the web.
0: Now, folks, you just saw, once again, for yourself, in their own demonstration video that they paid to make, they really are planning on moving RFID out of these stores into the complete public realm to where you and I would be able uh, to scan everybody like they are a personal store. Any item they're wearing, anything that you and I in the world, wherever we go, If we like that product, we don't have to be in the store. We don't even have to be on the internet or on the web, as he said. We can just get that off the person. Okay, that's a huge concern, but that's really what they're planning on doing. But let's continue on. As you can see, folks, they really want to turn the whole world into one big giant shopping mall with RFID. But again, here's the question. How could they do that unless the RFID tags were still left on or were somehow readable after the point of sale? It's obvious, folks, these companies, uh, they want to have their way with RFID in the retail world. And it's going to lead to one of the worst invasions of privacy this world has ever seen. In fact, folks, I'm not the only one who sees it coming. So does this news agency. Let's take a look at what they shared about the concerns over this new technology called RFID. Let's take a look.
5: You know, it just seems like a fact of life these days.
6: Well, this, you know, that you are watched when you don't even know it sometimes.
5: Yeah, and now to the latest front in the invasion of privacy.
6: We take the debate to the edge of the newest technology. Hello, Toronto Tonight Viewer. They know where you live. They are Reason, an American magazine. And when the next edition is delivered to subscribers, readers will get this personalized message, along with an aerial picture of their home, right on the cover. The public match their subscriber list to publicly available photo maps to create an issue that's customized to every reader. They're celebrating the death of privacy. Of course, not everyone is cheering
5: the internet, telecommunications technology, cell phones, all these technologies have the capability of tracking your activities, your whereabouts, your movements, and placing you at certain positions at times. So surveillance has expanded dramatically.
6: We all know we are washed pretty well everywhere we go. Maybe it's worth it for a safer city, but is it worth it for more convenient shopping? Because in this digital age, every time money changes hands, we already leave a little piece of our digital DNA, numbers that tell a story of who we are, what we're like. What What's the next step? Imagine a world where everything you buy, from the clothes on your back to a bottle of cough syrup, can be tracked wherever it goes. Well, imagine no more because that technology is already here. In the near future, this chip will be embedded in every product you buy, storing product information and locating it at an exact time and place, from manufacturing to distribution to the retail store. It's a chip that replaces barcodes. You put a chip, on an item, and then you go about your normal business, loading it onto, onto, onto trucks or passing it onto your shelves, and every time it moves by an antenna, it gets scanned, regardless of orientation. The inventory control benefit is obvious, real-time updates on what's selling, what isn't. That's why these executives from around the world are so excited through the whole supply chain, um, you're going to see a 20% savings in labor, you're going to see an 80% reduction in theft. But here's the potential problem when you bring it home because the chip doesn't ever really stop transmitting information.
5: The ability to track an individual consumer with a variety of products that they've purchased and the ability to aggregate that information and develop profiles on the kind of purchases that that individual has made, it grows exponentially.
6: RFID is now being adopted by Walmart, but another company, Benetton, aborted its plans to use RFID because of privacy protests. So clearly the jury is out.
5: You go into a lingerie store, you go into a condom store, you, you can paint the picture, and then link that to the kind of position I might have as a public official or a school teacher or there could be enormous abuses of that information.
6: Of course there is another side to the story. Think about um, tagging pets and getting your dog back even though there's no collar. Think about lost children. Your child's movements could be tracked minute by minute in a world where scanners are everywhere. Perhaps that's privacy well worth giving up, but remember when privacy's lost, it's lost forever.
0: Yeah, the key word there is gone forever, folks. This reality is coming to the planet. If you recall back with Kevin Ashton uh, making his comment, their goal is to have every item, every product, every person, everything monitored at any time around the world. Folks, it's being implemented. It's becoming a reality but let's continue on so the point is in showing that video folks is this is not some make-believe scenario why would a reputable news agency be reporting on the dangerous privacy and tracking concerns of RFID unless of course Maybe there really is some dangerous privacy and tracking concerns with RFID, okay? But that's not all. What most people don't realize is that coupled with other invasive databases, the deployment of RFID could lead to a system much like the one being implemented by the Dutch government on their people. Listen to this. It's actually called, quote, Cradle to the Grave. It's a database where all uh, citizens will be given an electronic file containing all kinds of personal information like their health, their education, the family, the police records, etc., to supposedly help identify potential troublemakers and, of course, reduce crime rates. Quote, The database will be used by organizations to warn each other of a certain person's dubious record on anything from petty thieving or to school truancy. Red flags will be raised if an individual is thought to pose a significant risk of criminality. Child Protection Services will say, Hey, There's a warning flag from the police. Hey, there's another one from the school. There's another one from the doctor. Something must be going on. Quote, it's time to call the parents in for a meeting. They also say that once a child is registered on the database, they will be issued a citizen service number, making it easier for authorities to keep tracking them, even if their families move around the country, literally from birth until death. Well, folks, once again, when you look at the facts, it, uh, it really does appear to me that somebody uh, is planning on using RFID in the retail industry not only to control all the products uh, in the world for inventory purposes, uh, but they really want to use this technology and are using this technology to monitor our every movement and behavior in the world, and specifically, as you saw, for monetary purposes. In fact, maybe even from the cradle To the grave, okay? And that, of course, brings us now to the second uh, area that RFID technology is already being deployed, and that is in the food industry. You thought it was bad in the retail? You haven't seen anything yet. Believe it or not, folks, these corporations not only want to use RFID to control and to monitor all the products around the world, they want to do it, I kid you not, literally to every single piece of food in the world. Now, they really have the ability to control you. But we'll take a look at that in the next video. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get a Life Ministries. And I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? You see, here's the problem. The Bible says that nobody automatically gets to go to heaven. And that's because God is holy and we are not. And if there's anything that we can do for you, uh, please don't hesitate uh, to contact us. Uh, Our number, our information will uh, come up here on the screen shortly. And uh, uh, if there's anything we could do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, Thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702-452-8599 or email us at bcrone at or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com.